Welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing on this glorious day, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week here. It is June 22nd, 1996. Wow. How many weeks in a row is that me getting the date right? I don't know, but you're knocking it out of the park. I know. It's almost taking away from the comedy of the show. <laughs> right? Fuck it up, man. That get I'm it, doing get it so under well. control here. Speaking of fucking up, maybe the Republicans fucked up. Sorry to get political, everybody. Oh, no. But I'm going to get this headline out of the way real fast. Uh, okay, Michael P. Keaton. I just thought it was... I just thought it was, I guess, newsworthy. It says Democrats rally behind Hillary Clinton. White House assails Whitewater Committee findings. The White House and Democrats Sunday assailed Republicans' draft of a Senate committee report that concludes Hillary Rodham Clinton led an effort to keep investigators from documents in White House Deputy Counsel Vincent Foster's office after Foster committed suicide. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, wow. What do you think? I have no idea. I mean, is it terrible to say I don't care? Not really. Do you think Hillary Clinton is the mastermind behind a <laughs> murder made to look like a suicide? And, no. Uh, all this stuff? No, I don't think that she's like some diabolical evil person. Probably not. Seems like a mother. That's about it. I mean, and, and you know, everybody should leave her alone. Like, she got cheated on. She's having a rough year. Yeah, I mean, the whole, you're talking about the whole Jennifer Flowers thing. Sure. That's, uh, well. You I can... don't know their name. <laughs> their name. I think there was more than one. Jennifer Flowers, and there was, I don't know, there was another one, I think. Hmm. That he, uh, you know, allegedly cheated on her with. Yeah, whatever. When you he, know he did it. When he was governor of Arkansas, though. It's not like he cheated on... He's he's a sitting president. It's not like he's going to cheat on her now. Did she know about the cheating before, or did she just find out about it? I think it just came out during the election. I mean, it came out, like, in 1992, so four years ago. Oh, never mind. During the election. But. She's had time to heal. <laughs> get her. All right. Well, you know what else we're going to get? We're going to get a $250,000 reward if we uh, find clues to the doctor's death. What? Did you hear about the story about Dr. Deborah Iverson? No. Tell me. Well, Dr. Robert Iverson, her her husband, against the, uh, the objections of detectives, uh, he's offering a $250,000 reward for the murder of his wife, Dr. Deborah Iverson. Uh, apparently, he was at one point a suspect. I remember this is big, like this is big. This is Oakland County, but this is big, uh, big Oakland County story or Macomb County or whatever. I don't know. Okay. They, they live in Birmingham, I think. So that's Oakland County. Yes. Uh, Our life is a wreck, said Iverson, who until now has rarely shown his emotions publicly. What can I do? You say, why don't I cry? Everyone wonders, did I kill my wife? 
that I have something to do with it. And at nighttime, I go back over all these pictures and relive our life. Jesus Christ. This poor guy. This guy's of a fucking nightmare. It's like, but it reminds me of the fugitive, you know, because he's a doctor too. Yeah. I didn't kill my wife. I thought the fugitive was a lawyer. No, the fugitive, the fugitive was a doctor. Huh. Okay. Dr. Richard Kimball. Okay. Anyway, after a brief news conference in the living room of his Bloomfield Hills home, Iverson, surrounded by his sister-in-law, parents, and friends, wept while making a desperate plea for new leads. So I hope they find this person. She was abducted outside of a, a mall, I think, or something like that, outside of a shopping center uh, in downtown Birmingham. And then her, fa- her body was found uh, in Macomb County. Not day. far. No, 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 not at all. But yeah, so... It was found the next day? Yeah. So I hope they find whatever piece of shit did this. They didn't waste any time. Huh? They didn't waste any time. Any time what? Killing her? Yeah. Yeah, probably not. I mean, my... The... So that... uh, Let me play amateur detective here. That leads me to believe that it was something like a carjacking or a robbery or something like that gone wrong. That's my... That's my, you know, amateur opinion on this on this whole thing because if it was like, say, a serial killer or somebody that abducted her to kill her, you would think, like you said, they take longer. Typically, I think serial killers like spend time with the victims mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. And it, you would think if it was like a rape thing or something like that, also it would have been longer. Yeah. So it leads me to believe it's some sort of like they were robbing her or trying to steal in her car or something like that and things went awry and they ended up killing her that's sad yeah it is very sad <laughs> a woman has been murdered an ophthalmologist no you went, way yeah you went to the ophthalmologist recently i did and they dilated my eyes and it hurts i don't like it never ever get your eyes dilated unless you can you know don't have a choice yeah, well, you didn't have a choice. I know. It sucks. They made you. And you don't like being told what to do. I don't. They were like, That's right. Eyes, you're going to dilate. <laughs> but it's weird because, like, they made my pupils get all big. And then, and then they kept saying, wow, your pupils are really big. Oh, yeah, you're dilated. Like, you did it. <laughs> you did this, you bastard. Right? This shouldn't be a surprise. It would it'd be like the killer standing over Dr. Deborah Iverson's body being like, man, she's really dead. And then her, wow. and then her ghost being like, you did this. Right. You know. <laughs> uh, speaking of people who don't want to be told what to do, some wives prefer respect and tenderness to frequent sex. Dear, this is a letter to Ann Landers. I mean, can't you have all of that? You would think so. And not everyone... Not uh, not everyone can be dating me, Carol. <laughs> Dear Ann Landers, this letter is for the man, or for the men, I'm sorry. This letter is for the men who wonder why their wives don't want sex very often. I'm tired of reading their complaints about how they don't get enough and how unresponsive we are. If men who are griping are anything like my husband, <laughs> I can tell them why. We don't like you turning to us for sex on weekends after ignoring us for five days except to tell us what you want to eat. 
Wow. We are tired of walking on eggshells trying to avoid your wrath because we know too well that you blow up at us over nothing. Holy or, shit, you're married to a monster lady. Get out. Or worse yet, over something that has nothing to do with us. Do you ever hug or hold us? If you get close enough to touch us, do you grab a part of the anatomy that may have been an erogenous zone in another lifetime? <laughs> what? We are not trying to punish you by withholding sex. We are suffering to your suffering, lady. <laughs> like, very much. Why are you speaking for the whole female gender, though? We long to be kissed, caressed, and talked to, as if you really care about us. Is Ann Landers going to respond to... Well, I guess she doesn't respond to... uh, She doesn't respond to her this week. What? I guess it's it's next week. Oh, wait, no, no. Here we go. Thank God. Uh... That she's, uh, let's see. She say run. And we are not interested in hearing about your fantasies. Here's ours. You have been nice to us all day. And at night you are holding us close and treating us tenderly. Like you did before we got married. Remember? (laughs) Lansing, Michigan. Dear Lansing, your letter is going to be taped to a zillion bathroom mirrors and placed on a lot of pillows tonight. Thank you for a message that too many men need to hear. Why is Ann Landers not like, you are married to an abusive asshole? Well, I wouldn't, she didn't say abusive. I mean, he's not beating her. Well, that we know of. She didn't say that. Yeah. Well, correct. Why would you jump to that conclusion? Because he sounds like an overbearing asshole. He sounds neglectful, not abusive. But she was like, oh, you blow up at us over nothing. Okay. Okay. Nothing to say to that, huh? Well, I mean, like, you think that losing their temper means that the guy's abusive? No, but the way she, she talks about it is like it's all the time. Uh, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe she's over-exaggerating. I mean, she is a woman. Hey. <laughs> what else did, did uh, Ann Flanders say? I don't know. I want to hear the rest. The rest of what she said to her? Yeah. That's it? That's it? That was her entire response. She didn't give her any actual advice? Just uh, at a a girl or what? Yeah. This letter is going to be taped. That's not helpful. No, not at all. Ann Landers was sleeping on the uh, job. Maybe she was getting some sex. uh, Right before she wrote that, she was like, "Uh, whatever. I'm disappointed in you, Ann Flanders. Ann Flanders. Very disappointing. Well, my advice to you, lady, is uh, run fast and run far and find a guy who actually loves you. Yeah. I mean, it's like someone who treats you like before you're married, remember? <laughs> Something that I'm looking forward to, though, is uh, MTV has launched Grind Fitness Wear Line. Do you know MTV The Grind? Familiar with the dance show MTV The Grind? Sure. Let's say that I am. Uh, so this fashion line is going to roll out with tops, shorts, leggings, and jackets. Nothing says fitness like wearing a jacket. <laughs> MTV is hoping to make music at apparel store cash registers with a new line of fitness activewear based on its popular dance show. The music video channel clinched a deal with a Manhattan apparel manufacturer to launch a line of fitness activewear spun off from The Grind, a dance show 
aimed at viewers between the ages of 18 and 24. The show airs at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. weekdays. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I typically have watched this before going to class and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I turn it on in the morning. 7 a.m., that's so early. Yeah, damn. Did, did, uh, so you've never really seen the show, right? No. It's basically scantily clad women like okay. dancing around and guys too. But that's all they do. They play music. It's like watching a club. They just they play music and they're all dancing and stuff. Why would you want to watch that? Why would you want to watch scantily clad women uh, jiggle around on a dance floor? I don't know. Can I mean, you just guess? Go to a club. Shit. That'd be more fun. Some people aren't old enough to go to clubs. I mean, but their audience is 18 to 24. Yeah, but it's really like 15 to 24. <laughs> They're liars. By Christmas, viewers will be able to buy long and short sleeve t-shirts from the Grind label. Woohoo. I'm really not necessarily looking forward to this. Like, the show is somewhat entertaining sometimes. Uh, or, you know, whatever. Just, like, something to put on while you're eating breakfast. <laughs> but... But I don't, uh, I don't love it enough that where I'm like, yeah, let's, uh, let's get the grind apparel. Is it going to be better than anything else than the stuff Nike comes out with? Well, I guess we'll see. I mean, it sounds like it might show more boob. Maybe. I don't know if it's anything like the show, but who knows? The shorts might be a little shorter. Right. Speaking of, uh, what? Just go ahead. Speaking of scantily clad women, yes, we watched a children's movie this weekend, <laughs> and you'd think that the two would have nothing to do with one another, but was she that scantily clad? I mean, she seemed to uh, inflame all the men around her. That's true. Yeah, everyone <laughs> wanted to have sex with her. That's so weird because she knows how to move and stuff. That's all. <laughs> But keep in mind, she is also a drawing. (laughs) So someone knows how to flip the pages of all the different drawings they made. But we saw the hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah, it was the hunchbareback of Notre Dame. No. Apparently. But it's so, I don't understand why they make a movie like this for children. It was, it was interesting. Uh, So... Esmeralda is played by Demi Moore, so they make her all hot and shit because Demi Moore is, is hot. Yeah. And as you said, every every guy around her wants to fuck her, including the minister. And they, they make that super obvious. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's and, not even, like, thinly veiled. I mean, part of the plot of the movie is that the minister is so angry at being sexually attracted to her that he thinks she's put some sort of spell on him, and she's either going to have sex with him or he'll kill her. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And if you really think she's an evil witch, why do you want to have sex with her? I mean... I mean, you guys have seen The the Hunchback. I mean, not seen, but you guys have... You guys have read The Hunchback of Notre Dame, or you've heard the story. I mean, it's a pretty classic story. It goes back a quite a long time it's in the public domain that's that's why disney gets to do this right um quasimoto you know hunchback he's all fucking malformed there's a lot of racist gypsy stuff in oh here. my god yeah 
It was. I mean, like I I feel bad for any actual gypsies out there, but right. Romani, stay strong, right? Uh Thanks for listening to this on that radio you stole from somebody. I'm just just joking. You know, I've got to say, though, like, there's no, not many Romani around here. Oh, no. No, we don't have a Romani population, really. But every once in a while, my mother has mentioned that they'll end up in the hospital. Okay. And there's always a lot of them. Yeah. And all the supplies go missing. Like, all the toilet paper, all the plastic gloves, pretty much anything that's not nailed down. So, I mean, in the very limited experience that the one person I know has had, it, it's it been true. I mean, the stereotypes come from somewhere, you know? Right. But at the same time, it's like, it's hard to blame them because they're they're itinerant. You know, they, they move from place to place. They're not, they're nomads. Yeah. And it's hard to collect things you know it's hard i mean it's hard to like to have stuff when you're moving all the time you know it's a interesting life the romani i think uh desdemona would have been doing better if she had been moving more yeah, yeah. desdemona's not her name though it's esmeralda oh shit i wonder where i got that from desdemona's from something else othello yes othello that's right Oh, I don't know that, why that popped in my brain, though. It, it is a gothic story, so I guess I can see why it was a little bit darker, but it was pretty dark. I mean, the movie opens with this dude chasing down uh, some Romani, and she's got her baby, the malformed mm-hmm. Quasimodo, and he's like, uh, he's one of the guys like, what's that under her arm? And he's like, probably some stuff she stole. Right. And so he chases her down, uh, ends up killing her. Well, first, he pulls the baby away from her and says, oh, it's a baby. No, it's a monster when he looks at it. Yeah, because it looks ugly because it's his Quasimodo. No, you said he killed her. I don't think, did he push her down? I think he did, yeah. Like when he ripped the baby away, I think he pushed her down. And then I guess she hit her head on the steps. It wasn't super clear. I mean, he didn't actively kill her. He didn't murder her. If she died... he's a nice guy, you're right. No, no, no. He's a terrible fucking (laughs) asshole. But I don't think that he killed her. It was unintentional, the death. But what he was going to do was drown the baby in a well. Yeah. That's how this children's movie starts. What the fuck? He's going to murder the baby in a well. I took my niece and nephew to see this. Until David Ogden Steers from MASH comes out and says, (laughs) uh, What are you doing, dick? First he blamed him for the mother's death and then Which I think is fair. And the guy's like, No, 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 no. I was chasing her. She ran away. She shouldn't have run. Yeah, she should have let fault. you uh you know, get her and her baby. Probably rape her too, the way he's the way he's going. Right. But yeah, so he tries to kill the baby and the guy's like, Don't kill this baby. Sanctuary or whatever. You gotta raise you gotta atone for what you did and raise this baby as your own son. And he says, uh, what about if you keep the baby in your bell tower? Yeah. So it can get an incredibly jacked upper body <laughs> and uh, and no lower strength at all. Yeah, he's like, uh, I'll, I'll leave it here. and uh, You take care of it for me. <laughs> well, he does bring him food, like, what, once a day? Yeah, I'll come in, I'll come in once a day and, and talk to him for a minute. While he's not, I mean, the entire plot of this movie 
is a malformed human being whose only job is to pull a rope to ring bells when church surface is going to happen, who is suffering from delusions and depression. Yeah. He hallucinates uh, gargoyles coming to life because he has literally has no one to talk to. So you, you think that that was like a hallucination too? I wasn't. For sure. Yeah, I mean, it's what? Why? Why would they? Why? This well, is I mean, not a children's story. I mean, they put it in the movie so that he'd have somebody to talk to, and there'd be interactions and scenes. But the the reality of the conceit that they're making is horrifying because he's just severely mentally ill from being from being isolated right. for so long, so lonely. Yeah, he stares down at the town and dreams of a, a time that he could be amongst other people and then the first time he goes out there they make him the king of the fools but then one of the guards throws something at him and everyone's like oh yeah he's ugly let's murder him yeah they start throwing shit at him and then one of them like puts a fucking rope around his neck yeah they're gonna kill him it was awful and and i just i don't (laughs) like you said it's it's really dark I did not appreciate taking actual children to this children's movie. Yeah. I mean, I would expect more from Disney. There's always some dark elements in Disney's movie. In Disney movies, like, uh, you know, like Dumbo's mom sobbing her eyes out and stuff. I I think Disney has something against mothers. Yeah. Because so many movies, mom dies. This movie included. Mom's not, mothers aren't allowed to live in Disney movies. Did his mother die when he was a kid? Is he working out issues? Like, what's going on? Maybe. I don't know. Walt Disney. Uh, uncryogenically freeze yourself and tell us if your mom died. <laughs> Everyone thinks that, that Disney, the Walt Disney's, like, frozen and shit. Oh, I'm sure his head's somewhere. No, he's he was cremated. It was actually the exact opposite. But how do you know? You don't. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess it could be a vast conspiracy. It could. <laughs> So ridiculous. <laughs> uh, he's they they froze him and now he's uh, he's the ice in uh, like lemonade and stuff like that at, at the at Disney uh, parks. Uh, no, I don't think so they that. just chip a little bit off of him. Lake lemonade. <clears throat> I said. <laughs> I said like lemonade, oh. <laughs> not lake lemonade. Oh, you don't know the famous lake lemonade in Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that it's one. It's actually a normal lake, just uh, the workers pee in it all the time, so oh, now it's called God. Lake Lemonade. You're so gross. Oh, my goodness. So, like I said, I, I guess I understand it's gothic, so it's darker. I, I think I liked it. <laughs> it's, hard to t- it's hard to tell. I think I liked it, but I'll tell you what really holds it back. Because hmm. it's not The Lion King. And it's not Aladdin, and it's not uh, Beauty and the Beast, which was amazing. Beauty, mm-hmm. Beauty and the Beast was amazing. But it's not any of those movies, because the songs are terrible. Yeah. Not good songs at all. Agreed. If they had, like, you know, if if, if they had really worked on this, I, or got somebody else, I guess. I don't know, I don't, you know, I don't know who did the, the music and lyrics for this, but they really needed somebody else to do them. Uh, they needed Elton John to come back or something. Right. But, but if they if if they were better, better songs, 
it would have really changed a lot of the movie. You know, it's not just the music, though. It also visually was not that great. I mean, it was a lot of, like, drab scenes, muted colors, like... Yeah, you're right. It wasn't pretty. Yeah, it wasn't a big spectacle like those other three movies. Yeah. Yeah, Did you mention The Little Mermaid in there? No, but the yeah, The Little Mermaid for sure. Also a pretty movie with good songs. I mean, it's like the Disney renaissance, right? They went through a terrible time in the... Like the late 70s, early 80s, you know, through the 80s with like Pete's Dragon and shit like that. Yeah. Movies that bombed. And, um... The Little Mermaid and then The Lion King and those movies really resurgence, big big time resurgence for Disney as far as animation. But I don't this one is not It's not that, no. No, it's not it's not on par with those with those ones. And like you said, I, I think the music's a big failure. I and I think like you said, the visuals are yeah, that's very dirty and and I get why in, in certain ways, but like there should be some vibrance. Even the gypsy stuff where they try to add a little bit more color is still kind of muted and yeah. not not super festive like it could be. Yeah, I think that they uh, they dropped the ball in a lot of ways in this. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, in general, I, I kind of liked the story. Although I think it's funny. They have... So Tom Hulse uh, plays Quasimodo or does the voice of Quasimodo. You may remember him from Animal House as Pinto, or probably more famously uh, for his Academy Award-winning role as uh, Mozart, uh, or uh, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, in the movie Amadeus. Um, you know, we're going back 12 years now, 84. But, um, so he's, you know, somewhat famous. He's a good singer, more better singer than I thought, than I realized he was. Um, and then, you know, like I said, we have Demi Moore as Meralda. He meets her early on. Mm-hmm. But then we get our brave, strong, handsome soldier character uh, played by Kevin Klein, who I like. I like Kevin Klein, but they're the two that fall in love. Yeah, because we have to. It'd be too radical for Quasimodo to actually find love with a you know a real regular woman. Well, like you say that, like he found love with a not regular woman. No, he doesn't find love. He He's finds, just alone finds, still. He finds love uh, with the people of the city of Paris, I guess. I think what they should have done, though, was not had him get a crush on her because that made it sad. Like, if they weren't going to have him end up with anybody, then just ignore that part. Like, he doesn't have to have a crush on her. Right. Yeah, they don't have to have a love story in every single one of these. So, yeah, I mean, whatever. But I, 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 I don't know. I mean, she's beautiful, sure. But I, every I, guy, <laughs> yeah, I know. It was a little ridiculous. I, I think, like I said, I just, I think it was super weak to be like, okay, we got to have a strong, handsome character for the pretty, you know, main mm-hmm. heroine to fall in love with. Because we can't. It's like we've got to preserve the status quo. We can't. Uh, you know, we can't have some ugly dude uh, end up with her. They is should she, have just had him to go be, be together. Is she a character in the actual book? To be honest, I don't know. It's It's been many years since I've read The Hunchback of Notre Dame. I've never read it, and now I'm just wondering, it's like, if that's the story, that's Hugo. the story. But Yeah, yeah, true. Victor Hugo, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> um... 
But yeah, I so I didn't like that aspect necessarily. I mean, they could have changed it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, they're trying to teach lessons to children, supposedly. I did think it was funny your niece uh, said at the end of the movie, at least she got some positive message for it. She said he's, uh, you know, he was um, ugly on the outside, but he had a beautiful soul. Yeah, that was sweet. Which was very nice. And, um, you know, he made beautiful art. He made little miniatures. He's good at carving things. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Carving out his niche in society now. Because the the big thing for him is he comes out and everyone's like, Oh, fuck yeah, Quasimodo, we love you. Because he helps lead a revolution against mm-hmm. this minister. I don't know exactly how the power dynamics of things work. I know that back in this time period, like the 1400s or 1500s or whatever it is, that the church was stronger. But this guy's like a minister and somehow he's commanding an army... And, like, very much in charge of this area. And the part we're talking about of France is Paris. Yeah. The capital. Like, you would you would think that either the king or at least some form of nobility, uh, a prince or, or something like that, would, would be have, like, way bigger sway here. Yeah. I mean, at one point, they call the captain over, and he's like, oh, you know, yeah, thanks for calling me out from the wars to come here. And he's like, yeah, you know, your reputation, you've been, you've been killing it in the wars, literally. So we, we wanted you here. And he points down to the gypsies like, this is what we need you for. We need to get rid of these fucking vermin. And he's like, uh, you, you called me from the wars to get rid of some gypsies? Some fortune tellers and uh, yeah. palm readers? It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And, yeah, I don't understand why this guy has the power to do that. It's really weird. I think that maybe some liberties were taken. I guess. They call him a judge at one point, I think. Or I guess when they called him a judge, it was at the Festival of Fools thing, right? So he was judging the Festival of Oh, yeah, he was. He was sitting up on that chair, like... So I bet uh, other times they called him minister, so I guess he was the minister, but... Yeah, I didn't really understand the power structure, why he had such sway. But at the same time, the priest that that runs Notre Dame was able to also tell him what to do. Because he was like, no, they got sanctuary here. Fuck you. I think that he... I don't think he was the boss. I think that he was able to tell him what to do because he just saw him, like, murder, whatever, the mom. Yeah, but also, like, why can someone declare sanctuary at the church if he's the minister of that church? Wouldn't he have to agree to that? No, uh, anyone can take sanctuary in a church. That's like the rule. I mean, <laughs> I don't know that it would really hold in modern times, but uh, you're supposed to be able to. It's like be safe there. It's yeah, it's like safe in a game of tag. <laughs> you go commit a crime, rob a bank, and then you go over to the church, and uh, uh, the the police surrounded is like, oh, he's safe. He's <laughs> he's at home base. We gotta. <laughs> they they wait out there, and they're like, no coming out. <laughs> Pizza guy comes in. He pays him with some of the stolen money. Wow! He's he's touching the he's touching the church, and he takes a step off. And the police like get their guns up. He's like, "No, oh, safe." <laughs> puts, a, puts his hand back. Right. I'm safe. <laughs> oh, yeah. So weird, weird, weird movie. Very weird. I, there were parts of it I liked, though. There were parts of, the parts of the story I enjoyed. Even though we spent the last twenty minutes shitting on it, but 
There were parts of the story I enjoyed, but it's just, it's, I don't know. It's not for kids. No. Like Way said, too dark. A lot of sexual tension. A lot of, at one point, the minister says to the captain that he goes into a house with two kids. Oh, and, my God. Yeah, I forgot about this. a mom and a dad. And they're like, hey, it looks like you've been hoarding gypsies here or whatever. And he's like, no, no, we don't do that. I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, all right, well, you're under house arrest. And he closes the door and bars it with a, a pike or something like that. And he says to the captain, he's like, yeah, burn this fucking house down. Kill these, this family. With their kids and everything, yeah. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. So the minister does. And the now the guy did go in and save the the family. But still, like, children should not see that. Yeah, and their house is destroyed. The entire city's on fire at one point. It was, yeah, I, I no, way too dark, way too dark. Yeah, it was quite, it was mature, a lot more mature than I thought it was going to be. It's almost an adult's movie. Yeah. I mean, when the when the priest was singing about, like, how she, like, you know, whatever, bewitched him mm-hmm. or set him on fire or whatever, like, they had all these, like, images of her, like, wriggling around and shit, like... <laughs> It's a children's movie. What are you doing? Right. Yeah, it was it was something else. Uh, your niece also said something very interesting. Mm. She said if this was live action, it would have had to have been rated differently. Yeah, that was very insightful. Yeah, I mean, I agree. That's it, they can get you can get away with more when it's animation for yeah. sure. Yeah, weird movie. I don't know. You know. keep saying you liked it, but it does not sound like you liked it. Did you like it? No. Okay, so you didn't like it at all. I mean, it was fine, I guess. I didn't like it as a kid's movie. If I had gone into it as a adult movie, expecting an adult movie, I might have liked it more. But I don't think I ever would have been like... Movie. Esmeralda would have really got... Uh, <laughs> really got down if it was an adult movie. Right. Um... Yeah, I don't think I can recommend this. I, I don't know. I I think most of the people, most of you that listen to us are fairly young, so I don't know if you have kids. But if you have kids or nieces and nephews like Carol does, uh, don't take them to see it. I, no. I, yeah, I don't. As a gothic, As a gothic movie, I think it works in certain ways. Not for a kid's movie, but for just for like a gothic, of like a piece of gothic art right i think it works in some ways but again the music is a big the music and the visuals are big drag downs to what might have been able to be pretty good just not a kid's movie the 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 tone they took it was never could have been a successful kid's movie it's kind of like okay the animated robin or robin hood movie Versus the Kevin Costner Robin Hood movie. Okay. The, you're talking about the animated Robin Hood movie with the, the foxes? Yeah. But listen, imagine that they combined those into a cart. It's still a cartoon movie. So the fox can't do an English accent then? Sure. This is for England. <laughs> His his accent in that movie is ridiculous. But, I mean, you remember at the end of the movie, like they're trying to like rape Maid Marian and stuff. That does not happen in the cartoon movie because the cartoon movie is for children. Although that Maid Marian fox is really hot, though. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> she inflamed the masses too. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. 
That's that would be weird. Yeah, I'm just saying they they did it wrong. That's all. They just they did it wrong. Yeah, I mean they did it wrong for a kids movie for sure. Yeah, and I guess this wasn't like liquid TV or whatever the fuck it's called on on M- MTV with uh, you know like the head and uh, Eon Flux and stuff like that. I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, I know I need to get cable. You should check it out, but. Anyway, just check it out at my house. Uh, that is our episode for the week. Carol, why don't you tell people, why don't you inflame people's uh, passions <laughs> with the things us. you say at the end of the show? Write us at latefee1994 at AOL.com. Mm-hmm. Visit our website at retrolatefee.com. Yep. And tell your friends. All right. Well, have a good week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.